happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hello again, soap fans. Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll, welcoming you to our first Daylight Savings Time show of 2012. Now, you may have lost an hour of sleep, but I guess look at it this way. You had one hour less to wait until this week's show. Okay, so maybe that doesn't make it any better, but I'm trying here to sort of make up for that hour that you've lost. Now, this week's show is going to be another of the type of shows that I really love. Last week, we had an hour devoted to you guys. It was a soap fan call-in hour, and you know I love talking to you. Well, this week, we get a chance to catch up with one of our favorite daytime stars who's known for his work on five different soaps. And as always, you're welcome to call in and join in on the discussion. The call line is open right now. It's toll-free, 866-472-5788. And you can also tweet along with us at Soap Central Live. Uh, just discussing this on a, off the air before we started the show, and it's been about 10 years since I had the opportunity to talk to this week's guest he made his daytime debut as the rich bad boy Bobby Warner on All My Children. He's played a foreman at a construction company, a casino operator, oh, and yeah, a vampire slayer that later turned out to be an angel. No, really, a real angel. So in the process, Brian Gaskell has become a fan favorite. He's here today to talk about a new project that may be his most personal project to date. Brian, welcome to Soap Central Live. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Ten years, I, I figured we were talking. Maybe even more than ten years since we last had the the chance to talk. And we were, I, I guess, a, a lot younger then, and a whole lot has happened in the past decade or so. Yeah, the world has changed. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's always for a good thing, but yes, a lot has changed. So you know, let's let's go back a little bit here, and it's been. A long time you've been able to breathe life into other people's words as an actor but now you're breathing life I guess we'd say into your own words with your new project make it real can you tell us a little bit about your poetry sure I mean I've been writing off and on since since I was about 15 it's always been something that interested me and I was inspired by great writers and, and always kind of like longed for that and, and that sort of like the movie this this last year my favorite movie was Midnight in Paris and it's that same sort of feeling like you wanted to go find be able to be around those great writers and 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 sort of be a part of that life and and so that that was always attractive to me and and, and just expressing myself I couldn't help but express myself but um, recently I have definitely you know found found reason to try to just just write even more, and and in the process of that, just decided, you know, I I wanted to, I, I sort of uh, for the first time just kind of you know see as a as a as an artist as someone who likes to create to not just it's not just a hobby or something I do on the side that that it's 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 who I am and I want to put it out there and and how I express myself and and hopefully it, you know in the same way of just as if it were a movie or anything else this this was just something I could do quickly and just I, my tie the title of the whole piece is make it real that's the title of one of the poems but it's also reflective of just the idea of I decided a, I actually went to a poetry reading a month ago and I told people I was thinking about doing this spoken word album instead of the book I, and I just wanted to do it and, and make it real so to speak and and then I went to the poetry reading last night and showed up and said well I did it. I recorded it. I put it out. It's on CD Baby and iTunes, and and it's the number one spoken word poetry album on CD Baby, and it's getting press. and And they were like, "What? How did you? What? Did, what do you mean? How did that happen?" And I was like, "I don't know. I guess I just made it real." I should. <laughs> you know, when you say make it real, I know that one of the things, though, I guess the the buzzwords and and phrases that people are using is always "keep it real, keep it real." What in doing this project, was it hard for you to sort of look into yourself and be honest, not only with yourself, but, I mean, you're putting all of this out there for us, the fans, to hear as well? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like at that place, you know, 
sometimes we come to places in our lives where we don't feel like we have anything left to lose and, and we just, you know, if you if you decide to finally accept, you know, to not be embarrassed by defining yourself as something, if you want to say, I'm I'm an artist, I'm a writer, that's what I do, and and to just, and to do it, and to not feel like, you know, I don't, this is not a good comparison in terms of what I've done, but I always think of like, <laughs> this is a terrible comparison, but, but, but I was I always think of the Howard Stern movie and like how he was like a DJ and he was doing his thing or whatever and he was finally like, forget it, I'm just going to say what's on my mind, I'm just going to say it, I've got nothing to lose, it's just, it is what it is. And so, and, you know, I think the novelists and, and people who really put their stories out there, even people who write fiction are really pulling from their own lives and everything and, and they just really wear their hearts on their sleeve and put it out there. And and they're and those are the artists that I love and 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 I got sort of tired of of dancing around it and and been frustrated for a long time and and just not allowing my you know coming up with excuses to not express myself because things cost too much and it costs too much to make a movie and you got to wait forever and things don't really ever get made and it's too difficult and and this was something I could you know that I did that I could simply do and, and simply just make it happen and and put my voice out there in some way for better or worse and, and let the let the chips fall where they may. But but that's that's who I am and and I had to, you know, finally sort of just accept that and, and put it out there and not worry about what people thought. Do you think that as a rule people most people are in touch with that sort of inner truth or do you think that there's a, a large percentage of the population sort of hides behind not putting that whole truth out there? I mean, I think in general we all we all wear masks and we all walk around not not necessarily living up to who we really are. And I don't claim to be. I don't. I'm not necessarily living up to it. But in in my art, I try. I mean, even as an actor, that's what I tried to do. I, I craved acting so I could feel things and do things that maybe I didn't have the courage to do on a daily basis. And 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 I think we all. We all live in fear a lot, and I think that's why we go to the movies. That's why we watch TV. That's why we watch soaps. That's why we we get into these things to to experience other lives, and not just to get away from our own life, but to to sometimes get more in tune with our own life. I mean, how many times do you walk out of a movie feeling something you didn't know you felt, or and and it lets you, you know, if it's a feel good movie, it makes you cry. If I cry in a good way, you know, that cry that makes you feel better, that, like feel better about life i mean you, for at least a day or so you feel better you know so you, you experience certain types of art you feel you feel more and it makes you feel more alive and 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 that and art in general is is you know it's not treated with a lot of respect in our culture because people think in general it's, it's a hobby and doesn't deserve money from the government and all that but but the fact of the matter is our art and our culture at the end of the day, is just as important as somebody building a house. It, it really is. It, it, it helps define us and make us who we are and, and holds up a mirror to us so we can understand ourselves better. Well, there are some folks who want to maybe get to understand you a little better. They're waiting on the line. Before we take some of those callers really quickly, and folks can get this information on SoapCentral.com, but if they're interested in downloading Make It Real, where do they need to go to and what do they need to do? Um, well, first go to cdbaby.com and look me up. Look up Brian Gaskill on cdbaby.com and the album Make It Real will be the first thing to come up. Um, if that is too complicated, then they can go. It's also available on iTunes um, if they already have an iTunes account. I encourage people to, to, to use CD Baby if they can because that's really supporting the independent artist more directly. Um, but if I understand that for some people it's just easier to go to iTunes, so that that's cool too. However you get it, you get it. But that's those are the two main places that is available. And for folks out there who are wondering too, if you do download it from CD Baby, you can still listen to it in iTunes. You can just import it there. So in iTunes or in in if you're on a PC and you have Windows Media Player, it works there as well. It's just regular MP3s. All right, so let's go to the phone lines. We have Diane from New York. Diane, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi, my question for Brian is what experience did he take away from recording this audio? 
Thanks, Diane. Um, yeah, that, I mean, it's it's just I, the experience is the it's not so much in the actual recording of it, but the but the the taking the step of taking things that I that I write and keep private to myself most of the time, and just and just putting it out there and seeing the reaction come back to me. And the fact of the matter is, what's interesting is I I really didn't I didn't think I wrote a very inspiring group of poems. Some of them are more you know, more uplifting and inspiring in a, in a go-getting kind of way. But for the most part, it's just truth. And and I just, I, I thought I would get a lot of people kind of just worried about me or something. And just, you know, <laughs> but, but but so many people have just uh, been, you know, very cool and inspired by the words and inspired by the truth. And, and it made me realize that you didn't have to, like, just be inspiring in a cliche way, you know, like a new age, yay, feel good, go for it kind of way that you can be inspiring to people just by, you know, putting yourself out there artistically and just being real. Thank Thanks you. So can much. I slip in one more question? Sure. Go ahead, Diane. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Was there a surprise direction um, your life took while you were recording the audio? Ooh. We get the deep questions here on the show, Brian. Yeah. Well, I, no, no, absolutely not. Thanks so okay, much for your then. call, Diane. Thank you. Bye-bye. You had mentioned that, uh, Brian, that some of the folks may be concerned or may be worried about you. There was one track, I have to admit, before I was listening to it, where the title alone made me wonder what was coming up, and it's number seven, and it's God, I've Wasted So Many Years. Can you tell folks who are listening a little bit about what uh, went into number seven, God, I've Wasted So Many Years? Um, no. <laughs> that's, that's, an older, that's an older track, and it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's really, no. I mean, some of it I can talk about, it, some of it I can't, but that's, that's actually, actually, uh, most of, basically I had spent, you know, really a lot of, I can say this, and a lot of the poetry you'll see it, that, that even though I love what I do and I love expressing myself, I'm also sort of a reluctant poet in a lot of ways. I'm a reluctant, like, philosopher, and, and I do waste a lot of time up in my own head thinking about things too much, and, and, uh, so I mean, really, I mean, what that's about is just, just, uh, accepting you know, real life and and real love and and opening up to life in a way that you know without without asking too many questions and wasting time, you know, pretending to be lost and but that was yeah that was written that was written about like seven years ago and um, so, so not all of these uh, poems were written specifically for make it real. Some of these have been sort of maybe yeah, laying around ready to come out. None of it was written specifically for this album. It was all written just to write. About half of them, at least half of them, are brand new from the last couple months. But but um, none of it was written to make an album. I actually was writing. I had had enough uh, compiled where I had a, I have about a hundred and five page book, including a twenty five page short story and the rest poems. And I was looking into publishing the book and honestly it got it just I really just wanted to make it happen now and I knew how to do this and I and it also allowed me to sort of put myself out there as an actor and use my voice and and make that happen and and so I was so I became really intrigued with the idea of, of doing this book and word album and 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 I I was much more in tune with knowing how to make that happen so the, the book was I will do a book eventually but this was uh, none, no, nothing I wrote was intended. I wasn't writing it thinking I was going to make an album. Nor did I wasn't even sure I would ever make a book. I was writing to write, and didn't know what would happen with it. You know, I, I heard recently uh, Alanis Morissette talking about the idea of like her, and her. This is even more so, but she journals and she journals and she writes stuff that she would never share with anybody. Yeah. And then when she finally writes something that she knows she definitely would never, ever, ever want to share with anybody, then after she goes back and reads it, she realizes, okay, I'm going to write a song about that. Wow. But when, when she's writing it, she's not, if she just went to write it, she was basically, the point is, if she went to just write a song knowing she was going to share it with millions of people, she wouldn't write the song. 
she has to express herself in a journal first to just get it all out there and not be afraid because she's not sharing it with anybody. And then when she looks back on it, she can get up the courage to write a song about it. But but to express yourself at first with the idea of like you're not really going to share it with anybody, you're 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 not going to censor yourself, and you're going to be a lot more honest. I mean, I really there's a lot of stuff on there that that I really, except for a few people, wouldn't wouldn't show anybody. And then I went ahead and made an album and showed everybody. So. <laughs> Wow, that's going to make me sort of reevaluate when I write my journal entry tonight. I don't I always go into it again not thinking anybody will ever read it, but let's uh let's take another caller. We have Melissa. I think this is uh, a Melissa who's been very excited on Twitter today. Melissa, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey Dan, thank you very much. How are you um, today? You're on the air? What? I said hello Melissa. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing really really good. I have a question for you. Okay. If poor Charles has continued, what did you want to happen with Brave and Allison? Ooh. If it were if it were to continue? Yeah. Um I don't know. I I I wasn't I mean I was more interested in what I actually know for a fact they had some really good stories coming up. I don't mm-hmm. know I know I know she was going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and she had made love with with Caleb. So the so so it was the whole thing was going to be you know is it the vampire's baby, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I don't know what I I don't know what would have happened what I I don't know and I don't know what it, the thing the hardest thing about soaps to everybody listening is is that as an actor you go in and you really just want interesting fun stories to tell and when mm-hmm. you become part of the super couple. All of a sudden, you get in this this phase a lot of times where the fans of them just want them to be happy all the time, like, and they just want them like sitting in their their living room and just kind of like making love and and eating spaghetti like Lady and the Tramp and, and just and and as an actor, that's the most boring thing in the world to play. So, so I was the the best thing about Rafe and Allison for me was was the funniest thing was like we really had only like three good months together. And then we were basically separated for six months, <laughs> and never, hardly, never, hardly ever saw each other. And as painful as that was for fans, it was really it, all the scenes we had to play were, were ended up being really exciting as actors. So I, I don't know where I do know that werewolves were going to get involved, and there was probably going to be another girl involved for Rafe. Um, who might have been a werewolf or something? I don't know. There was there was crazy things going on, and I don't know all the details, but I've heard rumors, and and all I know is they had scripts written, and I think they destroyed them all. Uh oh. Well, I'm going to thank Melissa for that call, Brian. I have to ask too. Earlier today, Dark Shadows. It may even still be now, but Dark Shadows was trending on Twitter. Uh, we've got things like True Blood and Twilight. Do you think that Port Charles is maybe just a few years too early for its own time in had things been a little differently, it could have been wildly popular today. Yes and no. I think so. If if like the talk, if the afternoon talk shows didn't exist and and it right. was able to have like an after school time slot, I think that would have been true. Um, but because of Oprah and stuff like that, and you're stuck at twelve thirty, and I mean the the truth is that like and people don't really realize the logistics of it. But the truth is that if you were in a city like New York or Chicago or New Orleans and a lot of places, you, we we were bombarded as if we were like the number one soap. There were tons of people watching the show. The thing, the reason, the real reason it was the lowest rated show is because as a half hour show, the way it was on ABC, it wasn't sold in a package with the other three hour shows, the other three hours of shows. So Port Charles literally wasn't even on in a lot of the country. So that was a lot of reason for the low Nielsen ratings. Where we were on, we were we were actually on top in terms of demographics and a, and a lot of and a lot of in a lot of ways. So so it's it's really there's a lot of business logistics involved that people don't necessarily realize. And and when you're on at twelve thirty in the afternoon, I mean, what, what are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, if it could be on four thirty like Dark Shadows used to be, that would be a whole different ball game, and for sure. I, I was really proud of what we did. We really, and we really tried to, you know, I, I kind of liked that we didn't do it all tongue in cheek, that, that we really, as, as actors, we would really sit there and go, 
okay, this is kind of weird. Oh, let's try to make it real. Let's try to make this real. So, I mean, we really tried to make it real and believable as much as we can. And we were all just, you know, in there trying to make it happen. And we knew we were the little show that could. And, and, and it was a really fun, exciting environment to be in. Yeah, I enjoyed Port Charles, particularly more once it went from sort of being a, a, a little offspring of, of General Hospital until it, it went into its own. I know that I enjoyed a, a lot of it, and I sort of wish that it had been around longer than it was. So we have another caller. We have Bren from California who has been blogging about Make It Real. Bren, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Good. How are y'all? We're good. Um, so I just want to let you know that I did write a review that was just posted a little while ago um, on um, Pine Valley Exposure. So if anybody wants to check that out. On Pine Valley what? Exposure. Oh, awesome. Thank you. I, I tweeted it to you and posted it on your uh, Facebook as well. So Okay, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm so glad that you are sharing yourself with us in this way. Um, I was really blown away the album it's very honest and um touching and you have a really unique voice so thank, thank you for that. thank you that means a lot to me thank you um and my question for you is i was hoping that you could talk a little bit about the project that you're doing with carrie ivins um it's a, a film called untold it's it's uh, very independent and and it's uh it's still in production, and it's basically about a. Uh, it's the director's true, true story of. He's the director slash writer. She wrote her story of when she was eight years old in Florida. She was abducted um, from the mall, and and was um, consequently raped, and and then she escaped. and And it's really like one in a million that a stranger abduction, you know, really gets away and actually escapes and lives. So she lived, but she was told um, by the, her parents were told by the police at the time, or the doctors, to, to try to, like, let her just forget about it and don't bring it up, and maybe she'll forget about it so she'll have a normal life. And in the process of doing that, she did forget. And, and then when she was 33 years old, started having flashbacks. And so the movie is a story of her remembering and dealing with her, her post traumatic stress disorder and 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 learning what really happened to her and dealing with her family over the course of a year of of what you know why was this not told to her and if indeed it really did happen then she needs needs to figure that out so terry's terry's playing that part and and i'm uh i'm the abductor and well, so it's a little well, different thank, so thank ren for that uh, for folks who want to find out more about this, Brian, will they be able to follow along with the progress with you on Twitter? Um, it'll come up when it comes up, yeah, on Twitter or Facebook. When there's information, it'll be around. There's there's not a lot of information right now at the second, but, you know, there's some, some things, you know, independent projects and things get worked out. But um, but you can, it's there's an IMDb page for it, and, and it's, in, it's listed as still being in production, and, and you know, it's... When there's information, it will be available. Okay, good. We are almost out of time, but we have one more caller who's waiting to talk to you, so we're going to try to get to her quickly. We have Vicki from Florida. Vicki, welcome to Soap Central Live. Yes, hi, Brian. I, I've corresponded with you a few times, and I'm really thrilled that your Make It Real is doing so good. Thank you. What's your last name? Borkin. Okay, yeah. How are you? How, okay, how are you? Good. Yeah, it's been great listening to you. I. You know, I think it's great that you're getting out there, and uh, we miss you as Rafe. And we're, I'm looking forward to Untold the film, you know, as are others. But I, I, I think it's amazing that you're making real is really happening. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Lots, it's fun. Of great, lots of great reviews out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just, Do you have a quick okay. question, Vicki? I... I'm wondering if he's going to make another one, make another CD. Thanks yeah, for your question, I mean, Vicky. you know, everything, right now I'm just working on getting this one out there and seeing what happens. I mean, eventually I'm I'm looking into, you know, possibly doing other stuff, of maybe with, um, you know, adding music to it and making a little more complex of a production. Um, and, 
you know, someone actually mentioned to me maybe even doing like a, I haven't written anything in terms of this context, but someone mentioned doing something for kids and the same sort of um, prose poetry stories, but from a kid's point of view and and making it more of a, a children's album kind of thing would be fun. I still like to say the word album. I still think even though it's digital downloads and it's a CD and it's what it is, it's, it's an album. It's an album of work, just like a photo album. <laughs> I just will never, I'll never give up the word album. <laughs> well, as long as you're not saying a VHS of uh, poetry, I guess that, that's probably right. album is fine. Right. Uh, so we are almost out of time already for this segment, Brian. Uh, I want to give you one more chance to maybe... Uh, let folks know what they can expect from Make It Real, and again, let them know how they can get it. Uh, of course, we're going to have all this information on Twitter and Facebook and on SoapCentral.com, but I'll let you have the last word. Right. Well, I mean, I'm pretty much one to let the words on the album speak for themselves. I mean, but it's it's um, available at CDBaby.com. Look me up, Brian Gaskill, and you will find it. And it is, you know, currently it's the number one poetry spoken word CD on there. It's not a physical CD at this point. I mean, maybe sometime down the line I might be able to do hard copies, but for now it's just a digital download. And uh, that's that's kind of what I'm focused on right now. In the process, I'm also, you know, doing my thing and auditioning and, and looking for what's next and, and you know, hopefully you'll see my face out there eventually soon. And, and uh, you know, I'm just doing my thing. So in the, in the meantime, I'm, you know, I'm I'm a writer and I'm getting that getting my words out there and we'll see what happens. Well, I want to thank you for getting your words out here today on Soap Central Live. It's been uh, a really good time. I can't believe the time has gone so fast. So thank you so much, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a couple of moments. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Voice America Variety Channel presents a program like no other for those in the field and interested in the field of security and training. On America's front lines of crime and war with Victory Defense Consulting, hosted by J.J. Sutton. Here, listeners are learning about tactical skills and practices that support efficient, smarter, and more enduring skills. You will receive the most up-to-date information about the security and training industry with detailed discussions and select special guests each week. Tune in to On America's Front Lines of Crime and War, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, Check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll be able to know who slept with who and who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much more. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. are tuned in today with Soap Central Live, starring Dan J. Kroll. Do you have a question, a comment, or you just want to dish? Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at SoapCentral.com. Now, back to our stories. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. I want to again thank Brian Gaskell for dropping by in the last segment to talk about his time on the soaps and his new release of poetry, Make It Real. If you missed him talking about where you can get that, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. We'll have a link to where you can go to. You'll be able to preview the poems. You'll be able to download them. And we've made it as easy as possible for you. So we have some time now to talk about some of the news that's been going on in the world of soaps. Now, there's something really bizarre going on over at Days of Our Lives, and I'm not entirely sure if it's meant for publicity's sake or if it's just someone speaking without thinking. But back on March 6th, it has nothing to do with my birthday. We would have talked about this anyway. Days of Our Lives, Lisa Rinna, who's playing Billy Reed. She actually just returned to the show last week. Well, she apparently went on the Bravo talk show, Watch What Happens Live, and said some disparaging things about one of her co-stars. She was asked to play a game called Plead the Fifth. Now, for those of you who don't watch the uh, Watch What Happens Live, the host, Andy Cohen, gets celebrity guests on, and he asks them a series of three questions that are sort of probing. They're designed to get people talking. They're meant to be a little, uh, I don't want to say snarky, because that's not a word that I use, but that's the only word that I can come up with that sort of has become an Internet jargon for that sort of, uh, you know, uh, I don't know how to, it's, it's meant to sort of, you know, stir up things a little bit. So anyway, Andy Cohen asked Lisa Rinna, who the worst actor in the history of Days of Our Lives is. And she sort of was quiet for a couple of minutes, and then Cohen prodded her with Stefano Demira, and Lisa Renna made this face and then nodded her head slightly, which caught everybody by surprise. It even seemed to catch Andy Cohen by surprise. Uh, he's like, really? And Lisa Renna said, yeah, I'm going to go there. So within... 24 hours, Lisa took to Twitter and offered an apology to the actor who plays Stefano Demiro, Joseph Mascolo, who was a guest here on Soap Central Live uh, for Valentine's Day 2011, if I remember correctly. And if, did we lose you? Did we lose you? It's what uh, he kept asking because I was mesmerized by his voice. Uh, so anyway, she took to Twitter and said, I must apologize uh for my Joe Muscolo comments on Watch What Happens Live. He's a great actor, and I should never have said him when answering the question. I was stupid. So that was her response. But in the interim, Soap Opera Digest reached out to Joseph Muscolo, and he replied with this. Lisa saying that Taylor Armstrong should have her lips reduced and calling me the worst actor on days is sort of like the pot calling the kettles black. Watch out, Lisa. Stefano always gets revenge. So if you've listened to when Joseph was a guest here on Soap Central Live, he has a very uh, sort of interesting wit about him, and he's very funny. I have a feeling that most of what he said was sort of a, uh, meant in good fun, but it was just very interesting that, that that sort of question would be asked on air. So I'm wondering if it was designed to get people talking about Days of Our Lives and certainly Lisa Rinna's return to Days of Our Lives after being away for a whole bunch of time. So, you know, you can make of that what you will. It's not the first time I'm sure that co-stars have not gotten along. And we're not even saying that they don't get along, but it certainly isn't the first time that co-stars have maybe said some things that Maybe they wish they hadn't, especially now in the era of Twitter. I remember there were some things said about James Franco when he was on General Hospital. Some of his co-stars had said some things and uh, some gentle ribbing, and they were sort of backtracking. There have been allegations that certain soap stars have had their accounts hacked on Twitter, and after things that were maybe controversial that were said on Twitter, you know, you have this retraction and saying, oh, it wasn't me, someone had access to my Twitter account. So uh, you know, I don't follow so much about what goes on with primetime actors and their Twitter accounts, 
but it, it certainly is interesting in daytime where you have a lot of this say one thing and then have to take it back or maybe a publicist gets involved and says hey you can't say that issue an apology let's keep everything calm it's, it's interesting so that's what's going on in the world of sort of uh, soap celebrity gossip and and drama hopefully that's all worked out now and we can move on to other things like keeping days of our lives on the air for as long as possible we're more than a decade removed from the times when soaps routinely went outside of the United States to film flashy and spectacular storylines and exotic foreign destinations. It all has to do, of course, with the budget. But it looks like money isn't too bad for the bold and the beautiful because they're going to, again, be hitting the road and traveling to Italy from May 7th to May 11th. The bold and the beautiful will be in the southern coastal region of Italy, filming some scenes, and of course, if it sounds familiar about the Bold and the Beautiful going to Italy before, they have. They've been there three times before. In 1997, they went to Lake Como. Two years later, they were in Venice. And most recently, in 2002, they went to Portofino. The Bold and the Beautiful isn't saying exactly what's going to be going on storyline-wise, but they have released the names of two stars will be heading on this big Italy shoot, Ron Moss and Catherine Kelly Lang, the play Ridge and Brooke, they'll be heading over there, and additional cast members will be announced at a later date. According to some sources, we're expecting maybe five or six stars in total will be heading on this Italy shoot. So what do we think is going to go on over there? The Bold and the Beautiful has just recently gone back to Aspen, Colorado to film on location. That's uh, twice that they've been there in the past year. So it looks like the Bold and the Beautiful is really trying to uh, make the episodes as beautiful as possible. Of course, they're now filming in high def, so this will be the first time that one of these location shoots uh, abroad has been filmed in high definition. And I think that might be a first for any of the soaps. Uh, back in the days when the soaps were going abroad, we weren't yet filming in high def, so that'll be a first for The Bold and the Beautiful, and I guess a first for soaps in general. Now, if you're wondering when these scenes will air, I mentioned that they're going to be filmed in May. Well, they aren't going to air until late spring, so maybe not until June, so it's a long ways off before we'll be able to see them. But look at this, it's sort of a bright side. If you live in Italy, you won't see the episodes until the spring of 2013. So I guess it's better to wait until the spring of 2012 than to have to wait a full year. That's not the only news coming out of The Bold and Beautiful. There's also some interesting casting news that you may want to know about. John Hensley, who so many soap fans know as Holden on As the World Turns, He's going to be popping up on The Bold and the Beautiful, playing a doctor in that Aspen shoot that I just mentioned a couple of bits ago. Uh, the show isn't saying too much about what happens, but he's going to interact with Hope, Steffi, and Liam in a dramatic fashion. So I'm guessing someone is going to have another life-and-death situation in Aspen, and as a doctor... John Hensley's character will be called in to try to save the day. I think it's safe to assume that all three will survive whatever cataclysmic event this is, because there hasn't been any indication that uh, Jacqueline McInnes Woods, Scott Clifton, or Kimberly Matula will be leaving the Bold and the Beautiful, and certainly that would just completely shake up their perfect triangle that they have. So let's just assume that everybody makes it out okay. And One Life to Live vet. Nefessa Williams will be joining The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, there's a little bit of confusion about exactly who she's going to play and how long she'll be sticking around. Earlier this year, a casting call went out for the role of Candace. Candace was described as an African-American or biracial character who's a model, who's smart, who's brilliant. But the casting call said that it would be a recurring role with the potential for the character to go contract. Now, there are conflicting reports that say that this character that uh, Nefessa Williams will be playing is going to be a one-day stint. I don't necessarily know that uh, that's the case at this point, or if it's 
one day now and maybe a couple of days later. We all know that the Bold and Beautiful likes to bring in characters and sort of have them pop in every now and again. A. Martinez did that. Uh, speaking of One Life to Live, we had Hillary B. Smith who was on the show for uh, a couple here and there as uh, Stacy, the therapist that's helping Hope with all of her issues of overcoming losing her virginity and the romantic and, and you know, if you've been watching, you know that there's a, a whole lot going on in the story and aftermath of Hope finally uh, giving her virginity up. So that's an interesting sort of thing there. Will we see Hillary B. Smith pop up again? There are plenty of people in <laughs> on The Bold and the Beautiful who may need sex advice in the near future, so that's always a possibility. But we have no way of knowing exactly how long this new character will be staying on the show. And Susan Lucci is headed back to ABC. She signed on for the pilot of Mark Cherry's new primetime soap called Devious Maids. Devious Maids is supposed to follow four Latina maids as they dream about what they want their lives to be. And since Mark Cherry is the creator of Desperate Housewives and he wrote for the Golden Girls, you can expect that there's going to be some wicked humor in there. Interestingly enough, Susan Lucci is going to play a character who was somewhat of a man-eater. She used her feminine wiles to lure in successful and assuming rich men. But in a twist, because that sounds an awful lot like Erica Kane and the role that she played on All My Children for more than 40 years, the twist is that her character on Devious Maids has lost that luster, and she's finding that men don't necessarily want to come to her as easily as they did in the past. According to the breakdown of the pilot of Devious Maids, Susan Lucci's character is sometimes suicidal. So this could very much be a uh, totally different sort of look for Susan Lucci. I wonder if she'll allow them to make her up to not look beautiful. Let's face it, while Susan Lucci may not be a 20-something, she is a gorgeous woman. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if this is sort of that uh, transition where she's no longer going to play the uh, va-va-va-voom and maybe she you know, maybe they'll have her in uh, gray hair. Maybe they'll dye her hair for this. I have no idea. This is all just sort of speculation. And if you can't wait to see Susan Lucci, she will appear this Sunday, March 18th, on Lifetime's Army Wives. She'll be appearing alongside Kim Delaney, who played Jenny Gardner on All My Children. Check your local listings for the time and channel in your area. Again, it's on Lifetime. And it will probably, I would say, rerun throughout the week. So if you're, for some reason, not able to catch the first run on Lifetime, I believe it's at 9 p.m. Eastern, but again, check your local listings, you can probably catch it during the week. And I think Lifetime airs some of their episodes online, so certainly there will be plenty of ways to catch the show if, for some reason, you can't catch it when it first runs. Coming up next week, it's going to be a great show, a fascinating show. Two big stars in one hour. The first half of the show will feature General Hospital's Jen Lilly. She's the actress who was called in to substitute for actress Kirsten Storms when Kirsten had a sudden leave from General Hospital for an undisclosed medical condition. Kirsten was supposed to be back in oh, just about two months or so, but... That was back in September, October of 2011. So obviously there's something going on there. And in a surprising twist, some fans of General Hospital took to sending Jen some rather nasty emails and tweets, uh, sort of taking out their frustration about Kirsten being ill on Jen. It was sort of a, a really convoluted mess that I am guessing we would only find in the world of soaps. But I thought that it would be a, a great idea to really get to meet Jen Lilly. So she's dropping by the show. We're going to find out what she knows about soaps, what her soap history is. Did she watch soaps? Did she watch General Hospital? Did she have any idea what she was getting herself into when she signed on for the world of soaps? And as I said, since she's now with the show longer than she was originally expected to be there, what has this process been for her? You're going into a role where you think you may only be there for two months or so, and now it's six months in. And, of course, there are some amazing stories 
that are going on on General Hospital right now. So Jen's found herself in a big front burner story as Maxie is really, really feeling the weight of Robin's death. She blames herself. She may have uh, not just a little nervous breakdown. She may have a full-fledged nervous breakdown. So what's ahead for the character? It'll be fun. She'll be taking your calls, so you'll be able to call into the show and chat with her. And then in the second half of the show, actress Nia Peoples drops by. Now, you may wonder, how does all of this fit together? For those of you who don't watch The Young and the Restless, Nia was on The Young and the Restless for a period of time. And she's going to drop by not just to talk about that, but to talk about how she got into acting in the first place. You may remember that she was on Fame. I think that that's where I first became familiar with her. Uh, But there's so many other projects that she's been a part of. But as I said, she appeared on The Young and the Restless. She played Karen Taylor from April 2007 to May 2009. So she does have a definite soap connection. We'll, of course, talk about what it was like for her to become part of our soap opera family. Again, as we're going to do with Jen Lilly, we're going to find out what Nia knows about the world of daytime. Did she watch any soaps there? And something else that you guys may not know is, in addition to being an actress, she also had a top ten pop hit called Trouble. She's also a dancer, choreographer. There's just a whole lot of stuff there to talk about, but she's coming on to talk about her new project, and I think that anybody who's listened to the show and who maybe he's following me on Twitter, you know that I really like to celebrate the positive, and Nia has a new project called Elements of Life, and it's a a very interesting project. I'm going to let her talk, of course, more about it next week, but what I've found is that she's debunking a lot of these myths about all of the excessive steps that women, and I would assume men as well, have to take in order to look beautiful, in order to be living a full life. I I would assume that that's talking about the plastic surgeries and maybe crazy dieting. She has taken on an interesting sort of stance in Elements of Life that talks about living positively. It talks about a lot of sort of homeopathic, a lot of uh, living your best life. I know that that's something that uh, Oprah used. That was a term. But it's, it's sort of interesting, and I'd like to have her here because it really celebrates the positive. It talks about loving yourself, loving others, putting positive energy out there into the universe instead of all of the nastiness that we see. And, of course, that ties into the Jen Lilly part of the show. So that's what's coming up. Next week, in two weeks, Sam Ford, C. Lee Harrington, and Abigail DeKosnick will be back. They'll be on talking about the survival of the soap opera. If you remember, they were Sam was on the show with Abigail back in 2010, and I believe, if memory serves me correctly, Abigail may be the only Ph.D. who's ever been on Soap Central Live. We're working on that. We'll have some more Ph.D. people on to talk with us about all sorts of things in the near future. I think up until that time, and even now, the only other PhD that's been on the show is me. And it's not any sort of degree. It's just a a pretty happy Dan. So uh, we're going to sort of do a a flash forward since it was about a year and a half since Sam was on the show. And since that time, ABC has canceled One Life to Live and All My Children. We'll talk about what's coming up with the future of soap operas. And should we just give up on soaps and say that they no longer have a place in daytime? It's particularly timely because ABC is getting very close to announcing whether or not General Hospital will be going off the air. So that'll be a a very interesting hour coming up in two weeks. And there are some other surprises coming up in the weeks ahead. A very, very popular General Hospital actress will be dropping by for the very first time to talk about some of her past roles in daytime and her extremely notable role on General Hospital. And then in a few weeks, we will also have an All My Children star whose visit to Soap Central Live will be something that's just out of this world. Uh, And if you think about it, those two stars that I've just sort of tiptoed around without having to name also share something in common. 
Will you be able to figure out who they are? Well, I've given you enough clues to figure that out, but look for some official announcements about who they are and when they'll be on the show coming up in the weeks ahead. So with that, I'm going to leave you for this week, but we'll be back next week with more of Soap Central Live. As I mentioned, Jen Lilly from General Hospital will be here, and Mia Peoples will be here. So I hope you'll join us then. It's every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And again, if you've missed any part of today's show or if you want to hear some of the past shows that we've put on, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. There you'll have access to more than 110 episodes of Soap Central Live. You can stream them live. You can download them. You can listen to them on demand. It's all absolutely free. There are no costs involved in being able to listen to it. So you can have your own copy of the show. Uh, Maybe you just want to hear your favorite soap star when you're having a a blue day. It's a great way to, you know, to keep involved with the soap world. If you'd like to follow along, Soap Central Live is on Twitter. Follow us at Soap Central Live. There's also a separate Twitter account for Soap Central. It's The Soap Central. And if you have absolutely nothing better to do with your time, you can follow my whimsical world of nonsense and overheards and sort of whatever comes into my mind. And that's Dan J. Kroll, D-A-N-J-K-R-O-L-L. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You can find the site at SoapCentral.com. I think it's enough plugs for one week. Hopefully you'll join us again next time for another edition of Soap Central Live. Join us next time for the continuing story of all your favorite soaps. Tune in next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of Soap Central Live on the Voice America Variety Channel.